Westchester is whack Down to the letter It's no doubt Delaware is better No, don't you doubt It's true indeed This is episode 23 January 28th We'd have to say We must proclaim With no delay It's Lowdown Day Good evening ladies and gentlemen This is the face of the hill The mouth of the bout The whole and podcast Don DiBiase Donnie Mundo Don Gerard Flames Donnie Wrestling Donnie Delaware Donnie Jiu-Jitsu Don Strowman The Don of a New Nation The man that gravity remembered Donnie Boy Smith Donnie Omega Man Lloyd Superior The Donna Raja The Big Sauce Man Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. the Don Voltine Dream. And this is a special episode of The Perfect Edge. And it's my birthday week. So that's why it's so special, because it's my birthday week. Sunday, the day of the Royal Rumble, is the Lowdown Day. Uh, my girlfriend's is the day beforehand. So, um, yeah, it's really not about me. Uh, we all know that. Anyways, um... Got some things going on this week. A lot to talk about. Uh, dang, I didn't include my notes. I didn't even put down the NXT stuff. We have to go through that too as well. Um, I forgot all about that. Jesus, always uh, pre-production, man. It's always something that you forget, huh? Anyway, uh, starting off, Enzo Amore apparently has been released by the WWE for some sexual assault allegations or something to that extent. Uh. I mean, I hate to see the guy go all that way. Um, I, me personally, I didn't necessarily hate Enzo uh, or what he did. Uh, just kind of skimmed past it most of the time because I had the liberty to do that. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's 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 tough to be in that type of predicament. But you know, if you are found guilty of it, then you know you're a scumbag. There's nothing else to say about it. But it's it's weird because. If you follow anything that Enzo does kind of outside of the ring and outside of the company, he hang, he, he, he does party a lot from what it seems. He parties a lot. And I don't know. It was kind of to the point where it was like wondering like how far is he going to push it? Like what's going to be the thing that kind of either grabs him in or gets, you know, him finished. And we've reached that point and we've seen what it is. That's, that's pretty much, pretty much gotten him finished. Um, so, like I said, sad to see him go out that way. Um, but if he's convicted and what the allegations are are true, then you are a scumbag and you're getting what you deserved. Um, deserved. I said deserved. Um, but other than that, I don't think anything I've seen what else was in the rumor mill today, or at least the last couple of days that I would even care to talk about for the most part anyway. 
So, um, we had a good uh, fight this weekend that I only seen a little bit of it. I'm definitely going to watch watch it in its entirety, probably after I finish recording this episode. But we had Errol Spence versus Lamont Peterson, which is dope because this is like probably the second fight that I've actually, um, or that I'm going to actually uh, get to see Errol Spence do some work. Um, he's definitely like kind of running his division right now. A lot of people have turned down fighting this guy. Lamont Peterson, um, apparently somebody who kind of came up with Arrow at some point or something like that. They kind of came up under some of the same training. Um, eventually, Arrow went a different route. Um, Lamont, I guess, stayed with the, the the guy who trained them prior to. And Lamont, Spe- Lamont Peterson stepped up and took the fight. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people definitely weren't taking the fight for Arrow Spence. Arrow Spence is just, he, he may turn out to be the next great thing in boxing. Um so if you haven't seen that yet, go and check that out. Definitely worth watching. Anything Errol Spence is doing is definitely worth watching. So um, just go and check that out, man. I, I definitely am. Like I said, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen a good bit of it, but I'm definitely going to finish watching it. Uh, moving on, had a, a good match at UFC 220 this past weekend as well, which I mean, let's. I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I pretty much. I usually watch a lot of the UFC stuff, but I pretty much watch this one just for Cormier and Vulcan. Vulcan, and let's be honest. The the big thing to really watch for for this pay per view was Steve Miocic and Francis Ngannou. But we'll start off with DC versus Vulcan Aldemir. Uh, pretty much. It, it kind of was rough uh, in the beginning a little bit for Cormier. Not too rough, but just like Vulcan was ch- pretty much trying to throw his punches out on land one. Uh, Cormier pretty much weathered the storm, just kind of ducking a lot of the shots. He got hit a few times, nothing crazy. Um, but in typical for Cormier fashion, man, it, it didn't take very long at all. He figured him out and just started wrestling. Guys hit the ground, you know. Um, it was really nothing much you could say. You could just tell that Vulcan got gas quickly, mostly like how most guys do when they're just trying to swing for the fences and, you know, nothing lands. After that point, you're just you're you're pretty much gassed out. So all Cormier did was what he already said he was gonna do. Once everything he tries to do doesn't work, he's just gonna take him to the ground, rustle him out, and win the fight that way. And that's pretty much what he did. Um and there's a couple times in the match, I think, if not once, uh, he definitely got saved by the bell as uh, as Cormier was beginning to choke him out. And it's pretty much the same thing Cormier said. You know, dudes, you know, they try to come up for air. They get on, you know, their knees and their hands, and they expose their neck, and he goes right for the neck. Luckily, he got saved by the bell. Um, but um, it just it ended in typical fashion, man. Like, you know. Vulcan just was gassed out, couldn't do much about it. Cormier, uh, in the second round, got his hands, and in a perfect fashion, I think they were calling it a crucifix, uh, got his uh, arm stretched out with one arm, and then with his knee, he had the other arm stretched out, and Cormier was just punching, just constantly punching at his face. wasn't even, like, super hard. It was just kind of, like, enough to just, you know, give him a hard time. Vulcan definitely was trying to move and get out of it, but there's nothing you could do once you're, both your arms are pinned down to the mat and this guy's weight is just on you and he's just punching your face. So that was the end of that fight. Typical fashion, nothing that uh wasn't really leaning towards Vulcan on that one. I pretty much knew that Cormier was going to win that one. It's only one person that has the formula to beat Cormier at this point, and it's John Jones. And if he's not back around, then all the people who are 
trying to, you know, knock his head off in the first round. It's, it just hasn't worked thus far. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next fight, wherever he fights next. But, and I know that they're talking about, uh, I know they asked him about moving up to the next weight class. I don't see that happening. Uh, and I think I've said that before. It's, it's just too much, <clears throat> too many heavy hitters up there. Even Daniel Cormier himself said it's just, you know, too many big guys up there that he doesn't want to face. Um, and I don't think that's a thing where it's like he's scared, but it's just a thing of, you know, you got dudes like Steve Miocic and Francis Ngannou on the next tier up. And I'm, I weigh way more than both of those guys, and I wouldn't want to fight him. So, but moving on to the, the big deal of it all, we got Steve Miocic versus Francis Ngannou. And this fight went completely different than how I thought. I completely thought that one of these dudes was going to knock each other out. And it wouldn't last long, but this fight lasted all five rounds. And, I mean, I took my hat off to both of those dudes because they were clearly tired. Francis was definitely more tired than Stipe. But, I mean, for what it was, it 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 just was different than what I think. I, I don't know about anybody else, but it was different than what I expected. Um, definitely some scuffling between the two. Um, Stipe uh, basically just let... He weathered the storm for another fight where he weathered the storm of, of, of the, the haymaker punches, uh, ducked a good bit of them. He caught one to the left, to his left eye that uh, just, it, it swelled up really bad. Had a nice little Italian sausage underneath there. Shout out to Derek McCauley for that reference. Um, but he, yeah, he once once he took that punch, and I think that might have been one of the heavy, the, the, the best punches that he got off on him. Steve Bay kind of just weathered the storm on that. And then after that, it's the fight was pretty much just. Francis Ngannou being gassed out and Stipe just waiting for the right time to do a one-leg takedown, taking Francis to the ground and just putting his weight on Francis' back. And you could just tell, like, at the end, at the end of every round, like, Francis was just, like, completely tired. He was completely drained. And, you know, you got another dude that's only, like, that's about uh, two, 240, I think, something around that, who's just wearing their body weight on you as you're trying to get up and you're already tired, gasping for air. It's not going to help at all. So, and that's pretty much what the fight was. It was just, you know, just Francis going to the ground and getting the weight of Stipe on his back and just getting more and more tired as the rounds progressed. So, um, Stipe surprisingly walked away with the win. Um, but it's one of those things that uh, some our, our, our friend Samoa Joe has, had taught us about a couple weeks ago. It's, it seemed more like a Peric victory. Uh, where, you know, even though Stipe won, it, it really didn't seem like much of a win at the end of the, at the, end of the day just because he, he, he had a lot of, of damage done to him too, especially on his left eye. But nonetheless, he won. He uh, did the, the impossible what no one else has done. He's defended the title three times. And, you know, I think, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan who said, you know, pay the man, let him get some time off. He has a child on the way, so... Let him do his thing, come back, set something up different. I wouldn't even mind a rematch if they did it again. Let uh, let uh, Francis Ngannou go work on his cardio, uh, get it up to speed, and you know, run it back, see what happens. Um, that's if they. I mean, I don't know who else he would fight. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the division, but I mean, you put anyone up against Francis Ngannou, he's winning. So you might as well just run it back again. So, but I don't know. I'm not a business person at UFC, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Moving on. We got Raw 25. Um, Raw 25. Uh, For what it was, 
it was it was okay for what it was. Um, it wasn't bad. I won't give it bad. I don't know why people were so into the rumor of they or even thinking that they may see CM Punk. Um, never. Uh, I I mean, anyone who liked CM Punk would have that hope that maybe he'll show up. But in all actuality, we know that that guy's not showing up. We know this for a fact. Um, well, I knew that for a fact. Um, we didn't even get the rock. So, you know, um, there's a lot of people who possibly could have popped up. Um, for the most part, it seemed like we got, we got a couple of the A-list guys, but I feel like there's just some people that we didn't get. We didn't get McFoley. We didn't get the rock. We didn't get, uh, Hulk Hogan, which I don't care much about, but apparently Hulk Hogan said something about it, but Hey, no one cares. At least I don't. Uh, if you like Hulk Hogan, I, I extremely apologize. But dude has done nothing for me since NWO days. And even then, I didn't like him because of that. Pretty much, I just liked Hall and Nash. So that's pretty much what drew me to that. Anyways, um, who else did we get? We knew I, we weren't getting punk. We knew that. We didn't get Lita. Uh, so there's quite a few people that we didn't get. I'm trying to think who else from from that era that was dope that we didn't get. I wouldn't have mind seeing Ken Shan Rock, but I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. I don't think we got Sergeant Slaughter, which, you know, just, I mean, everyone, anyone would like to see Sergeant Slaughter. Maybe, and maybe he did show up, and I just missed it, but I don't recall seeing him. Uh, who else was around that we could that we could have got? Um, that, that was a pretty big deal. We didn't get any Bret Hart, which I don't know if that's surprising or not, but still would have liked to see him. We know I know Kevin Nash had a knee surgery, so that's why he wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was a couple guys who were just like, you know, they could have been there. But, I mean, it is, what it, was. it is what it is for who they could get. It was pretty decent, Um, I guess. The Vincent Stone Cold segment with Shane... Um, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Vince. Vince is still very entertaining. I mean, the the way he sold that that Shane getting the stunner, and you know, you know, he's still he's in the prime shape. He jumps from corner to corner in the ring. He falls all the way down. Yeah, like it was just super hilarious to me. Just Vince trying to, you know, get Shane to take the uh the the stunner, which he did. Of course, we know that. And then just to kind of build up to, you know, Vince hugging uh, Stone Cold. And we all knew it was coming. He was going to take the stunner. Like, it was great timing. It was, you know, a good nostalgia moment. Loved it. Every bit of it. Steve, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has definitely uh, lost a step with catching the beers. I'm pretty sure I've seen in my life that man catch four beers with one hand before. I could have been seeing things, but I'm pretty sure I saw it. And uh, he, he, he at least missed two of them, if not three. But, you know, whatever, Stone Cold is Stone Cold. I'm just saying I remember a time and point where I've seen the man catch four beers with one hand, and it was an amazing moment in my life. So, anyway, uh, the Undertaker, Undertaker segment, uh, I mean, much like anyone else, it was it's cool to see Taker come to the Manhattan Center. But at the same time, what he said was just confusing. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. You get to see the Undertaker. And... Uh, he had hair, so that was interesting. I just don't want this to be something where he pops up at WrestleMania. I just don't want to see it. We we don't need it. 
We don't need it. Relax your body. Stay retired. And just occasionally pop up with a new fly robe that's black and, you know, talk slow and walk slow and just be the undertaker. Just pop up every now and again and we'll take that. Don't wrestle at WrestleMania, please. Please, just, we don't need it. Unless, nah, we don't need it. I don't even want to see you versus Cena anymore because it's been like three years, four years too late. So just just stay retired. It's okay. We got, you know, the big dog now. It's his yard, and or at least that's what they want us to embrace. And, yeah, so uh, the APA, Heath Slater, Ted DiBiase, everybody else who didn't have a definitive part in uh, Raw 25, segment was pretty good and I just like how they kept going back to it I think that was a good callback just kind of continuing to go back and seeing who else has added to the card game as the show progressed um I thought it was really really good a really really dope spot to have always good seeing APA back together shout out to uh, Falls Count Anywhere whose logo I've done in APA style it's a great logo idea shout out to Derek and Russ um uh always great to see Ted DiBiase uh, definitely at the end with him winning the pot, taking on the money. That was hilarious. So, just uh, that was just a dope spot. It was a good idea. Uh, good writing for whoever up there did that. Uh, the former GMs coming out, I thought was real, uh, really cool. Uh, definitely a huge pot for uh, Eric Bischoff. I'm not really surprised by that, man. Like Eric Bischoff was, I mean, for for, for if you were, you know, just for the Monday Night era, uh, the Monday Night Wars period, like Bischoff was. He was he was taking it to Vince at a certain point in time, and uh, he he definitely had a, a pretty good product at a certain point in time before it all went downhill. But um, even when he came to Raw, he he did he had some great moments, some funny moments, and I mean you gotta love the guy at the end of the day. Or I mean I guess if you hated WCW, you may not love the guy, but whatever. Uh, the whole key point of that though, the thing that was the icing on top of the cake for that was them pulling out uh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> coming out at the end of that and then the Miz immediately coming out afterwards and the little stare down that they had. That was really, really great. Don't think it's going to lead to anything, though. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue with this Shane and, and Daniel thing for, I don't know if that's going to be, I don't know if he's even going to come back and wrestle, but I know they're doing the thing with him and Shane right now. You still got the thing with him and the Miz. So it's just like, you know, I guess if you're going to allow him to come back to wrestle for some for some point, yeah, those are the two matches that, that need to happen because those are the two storylines that have been lastly built between those guys uh, or for him. So, you know, I don't know which if they're going to do something for Mania, but, you know, one of the, one of those two are obviously the, the guys that you go with um, unless you're going to do, I don't know. But those are two that I would be interested in seeing. So I think that that will be good. Um, we had the Miz versus Roman Reigns in the match. Uh, it was an enjoyable match. You could clearly uh, tell who the crowd wanted to win, which was The Miz. The Miz surprised perfect heel, um, heel interruptions in the match. Um, and at the end of the day, sorry, act to fly, but the right man got the title, man. I don't know what it is about Roman, but he gets titles, and it does nothing for him. He's He's just one of those people where – he gets a title, it's great, but at the end of the day, he, to me, is more interesting without a title. Um, 
it just is what it is. I don't I don't know what it is. He gets a title and it's like okay, he has a title, but he, he it's nothing great comes from it. Like him having a belt, nothing good really comes from it. They don't do anything with him with the title, and it's not necessarily Roman's fault. It I don't think it is. It just it just they don't do anything with him with the title. So or nothing interesting anyway. So um, I'm just glad that the title's back on the Miz. The Miz will do great things with it, as we've seen him do numerous times before. And he's hot right now, so it's just like you know he definitely is the guy to have that title on. And he's just, I just can't wait to see what he does with the next period. Uh, the Peep Show segment, Jason Jordan or Drakeson Jordan, as I like to call him, is just super hilarious, talking for Seth. Trying to uh, put over his father, even though his father's already over. Uh, it was just great. The bar coming down, making fun of Jason Jordan, kind of, you know, bringing that heat on to him. Only thing I don't like about this segment is that it was really no use for Christian to be there. And I would have really liked to see or hear more of Christian doing anything, really. Uh, I just would have enjoyed seeing more of Christian, hearing more of Christian uh, being involved in that segment. But. It was what it was. For what it was, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It, it set up a little something for the bar and Jason Jordan and Rollins. Drakeson Jordan is just hilarious, man. And he's one of the reasons I, I watch Raw. Um, and I just, yeah, they got to keep this going. Whatever whatever they're, however they're doing this thing now with, with, with him being in the role that he's in, they have to keep it going. It's great. Just continue to do great things. We just hope that they don't freaking ruin it like they do everything else. Uh, the Jericho in the last segment was uh, definitely enjoyable. Um, that's another person. I don't know if that's because I don't know if he signed something with uh, New Japan. I know he's doing stuff over there, but I don't know if that was something that's contractually obligated where you can only do but so much or you can only be seen but so much. But um, I would have liked to see more of Jericho. I'm involved in the show, but uh, the the thing with Elias was good. I'll, I'll take that. It was what it was. Um, even on WWE.com, they had a little backstage segment that he was putting multiple people on the list. Everyone on the list. He even bought up a fake Todd Phillips, who I think he called him a a, a mic, fake Mike or something like that. It was just it was it was hilarious for what it is. So if you haven't seen it, go to WWE.com and check it out, or you can YouTube it. That's what I did. Uh, Elias Samson coming out and you know. Doing what Elias Samson has been doing. You know, putting the E in WWE, walking with Elias uh, was is, is just still great. It's an easy way to get him over, and he's getting over. Um, I don't care what anyone says. That's clear. Like, people respond to him, and I think he's a dope character. He's become uh, definitely a more of a dope character and since he's joined the main roster than what they were doing in NXT. So whoever made that decision, that was a good decision. That was a good job. Um just kind of leading lead in for Cena. And this is why I I can no longer be mad at John Cena. John Cena comes back on the Raw 25th anniversary show. He allows Elias to beat him up. Putting over the newer talent. And you can't you can't be mad at the dude, man. Like you can't be mad at the guy. He he's putting over the young talent, especially on a sh- a huge show like that. For you to put over Elias Samson, allowing him to beat you up and get the better of you, like I, I can't be mad at the dude anymore, man. Like it's, you, you just can't. Like he's he's been doing it for probably the last couple of years now, working with the younger talent and putting them over. And yeah, you just can't be mad at the dude anymore, man. Like you can't. 
You really can't. He he's truly been unselfish, uh, especially in that manner. So uh, we had AJ Styles pop up and have a segment with me, Gene Okerlund. Uh, I knew it. I knew it immediately. Knew he was going to do the. Well, you know, Mean Gene. Everyone knew he was going to do it. Uh, it wouldn't have been right if he didn't try to do it. Um, I think it says a lot that they let him be the one who have that segment with Mean Gene. Um, and it's just it's been clear. We've we've seen we know that they're behind AJ, and it's just dope to see that um, that they 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 got their footing right with this one. But um, just dope to see Mean Gene Oakland. Dope to see AJ Styles on a Raw show, even though he didn't wrestle anything like that. Which I mean, obviously, no one on SmackDown was going to. But still, good to see him um, involved in having a segment at least, especially since he's the WWE champion, the actual WWE champion. Um, the DX uh, Razor and Balor Club and Revival moment, it was dope for nostalgia purposes. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, as good as it gets. Uh, I really like that they mentioned uh, Rick Rude. I really like that they mentioned China. I thought that was really, really dope. Um, I don't know. It was just a, it was a dope moment to see the, the kind of that kind of ending out for the Manhattan Center. I, I do feel bad for those guys who were at the Manhattan Center. I don't know all of what the stuff that they've gotten to see, but um, I think they only had one match there, and that was just Bray Wyatt and and uh, Matt Hardy. Um, as far as that was televised, anyway, I don't know if they had stuff that was untelevised that was going on there, but. Um, I don't know. And even that, that was that was okay for what it was. It wasn't bad. Uh, it was enjoyable to say the least. Um, but it it could have went longer, I guess. For especially for that to be there, I don't know. I just feel like some. some I don't know if they saw it. I just I wanted to be. I'm I'm interested to see what they got to see. What outside outside of what the cameras were showing for television. Um, and I know a lot of people felt felt for for that crowd because. I mean, from home, it just doesn't seem like they saw a lot. Uh, well, we know that they have saw a lot if it, if it goes according to what the TV show was showing us. But I don't know. I just felt like that was they got the raw in the stick on that one. No pun intended. Um, and I think last but not least was the whole thing with Braun and and uh, Lesnar and Kane. Typical stuff for a go home show, especially when Brock's. Defending this title, it's going to be some chaos. People are going to try to break it up. They don't do a good job at it. Destruction happens. Uh, I'm trying to think if I, I think I would have rather seen last week's segment this week, and this week's segment maybe last week. Um, it just would have been a good. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like last week it was a bigger thing than this week. But it was what it was. For what it was, it was it was cool. You know what I mean? Brian walking out, hands up high. I don't know what that means going into WrestleMania. I mean, well, uh, I said WrestleMania. Royal Rumble, because we know typically when stuff like that happens, that person loses um, just by traditional writing, I guess. But And even when, when Brian put Brock through the table, the table did not clearly break the way it was supposed to, but still went down, so it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. I think everyone has the same thought that Kane's going to take the pin in this match for Braun to keep the title, to keep, I mean, for Braun to look strong and for Brock to keep the title. And then we'll go into WrestleMania somehow getting Roman Reigns and 
Brock Lesnar. I well, we'll get into what that next thought was very shortly. We have we're going to get into some Royal Rumble predictions, and since we're at it, we might as well go ahead and into it. Uh, for the men's Royal Rumble, I really I would laugh if. Roman wins it again, but I really do not want that guy to win it again. I mean, I think if I had to make a choice, I would choose my actual choice would be Dolph Ziggler to face AJ at WrestleMania. I think that would be super dope. If I had to pick a dark horse, I would say Shinsuke Nakamura to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yeah, those are my picks. I think they're they're both good ones. Um, they obviously would have to do some building on the behalf of Dolph with that. Um, because it's obvious that we're probably going to get something with Shane and. I don't know. Somehow Shane and Owens and Zane and Brian, that probably is going to be whatever. They're, they're going to, I'm pretty sure they're going to do some sort of program with that at WrestleMania if they haven't pulled the trigger on Brian versus uh, McMahon, Shane. So I don't know. I'm trying to think this out in my head, but I don't know. Typically when we have good ideas, WWE does not give it to us. So, but yeah, those are my picks. Uh, I think. I'm going with Dolph Ziggler, and I'm going with Shinsuke as a dark horse pick. And we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make sure that's a concrete thought that I'm at. Yeah, I'm going with those two, man. Going with those two. If, uh, why not give a raw pick, huh? I can give a raw pick. Uh, if I had to choose someone from Raw. Dang, if I had to choose someone from Raw, it's just, it's it's got to be Roman. It's just how it, 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 it all. If it's someone from Raw, all fingers pretty much point to Roman. So I guess yeah, that's a safe Raw pick. I'm going with Roman if I have to pick someone from Raw. Moving on to the Women's Royal Rumble, um, I think I'm more interested in seeing who the the hidden entrants are. We got a lot of who's already going to be in there. And I kind of hate when they do that, honestly. Um, and I don't know if they did that back in the day, but I know like now that they pretty much show you half of the people that are in it, it takes away from it for me because it's like you start looking for people. It takes away some sort of element of surprise for me for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just like when you know half of who's going to be in there already, it's, it doesn't make it as fun anymore. Because like, all right, you know you're going to see these 15 people and then they're going to throw in 15 people and half of them aren't even going to be surprise entrances. It's probably going to be like two or three of them that may be surprise entrances and the rest of them are just guys in the back that they had. Um, um, so I don't know. It, it just, it kind of ruins it for me, to be honest, but it is what it is. Um. Anyways, uh, and I, I'm saying that for the women too, because we know more so, I guess, more of the women that are in it than the men. 
Um, as far as surprise entrance, I believe Victoria is going to be in it. I believe that Melina may even be in it because they will be in Philly. Uh, I believe Trish will be in it. I believe Buff Phoenix will be in it. Hmm. Trying to think who else I think will show up. I think. I think Kelly Kelly would be in it. I know that's been, I guess, a rumor that she wants to get back in the mix or whatever. I'm trying to think who else would maybe around that would be in it. I think, I guess, Michelle McCool would probably make it. She can. Tori, Tori Wilson looked. First of all, the Diva segment was great. Tori Wilson looks like a snack. Okay. She's like got to be in her 40s and she's like a fitness guru or something like that. And she looked amazing, like a Mazan. OK, so I think that she can honestly come back and, and make an appearance for the Royal Rumble. Truth be told, like she looked amazing. So um, I don't know. Other than that, like I really would want my, my picks that I really would want to see in the Royal Rumble. Though, I really would want to see Victoria and I really would want to see Melina. Um getting involved. So I would even love to see them come back in their careers there. But, you know, Mickey's there now and they're not doing a whole lot with her. But this is what it is. We get to see her every Monday night. So I'm I'm happy about that. But I would love for Victoria and Melina to come back. I think that would be be dope to have some more uh veteran women around. Especially in the middle of all these great things that they're doing for uh women's wrestling right now. I think it'd be super dope to have those two back. Um we got uh, Strowman versus Lesnar versus Kane. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty predictable what's what's gonna happen. Kane's taking the pin. Don't know if Bron. Well, we know Bron's not gonna do it. We know Brock's gonna do it. So I just feel like Bron's gonna destroy Kane, and then Brock's gonna capitalize, pin him, and walk away with his title. There's nothing. There's nothing even to really dig deep about for this match. It just kind of is what it is at this point. Like. A two-year-old can write this. We know pretty much how this is going to go down. It's going to be a lot of destruction, though. It may not even be that long, to be honest. We may get a good 10 minutes out of this match. Um, just a pure destruction, and then Lesnar finding a way to pin Kane and, you know, calling it a night and going into WrestleMania. And then Kane goes away, and he can go run for senator or governor somewhere else or something. Who knows? Um Got Rollins and Drakes and Jordan versus The Bar. Um, this is one match where I really don't know which way to go on this one. Um, I like what they're doing with Rollins and Jason Jordan. At the same time, The Bar is pretty damn good, man. Um. Uh, it's it's a tough choice to pick. I'm going to go. This is a hard pick. Jeez. I'm going to go with the bar winning. And then they're going to make it some sort of like the loser club type of joke. And Jason Jordan's gonna be to blame somehow, and it's gonna continue on something between him and Rollins, um, whether tag team or they split up and do something else. Um, yeah, that's my. Uh, yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Like, kind of like them losing, and then 
Jason Jordan being the reason why and it causing some sort of rift between them as they still kind of tag team and then eventually I guess at some point they're going to split apart and they're going to fight each other and we're going to get a Jason Jordan heel turn at some point. Hopefully, I don't know. We, we've been asking for a Sasha heel turn for a long time and we haven't gotten it, so we don't know. Some people, they just like to keep them as tweeners, I guess. We have the Usos versus Gable and jo- uh, Benjamin. Uh, Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Two out of three falls. This is one where I would like the Usos to keep the titles. But I don't see why Gable and Shelton Benjamin couldn't walk away with the titles. Um, It could be a good storyline rivalry type of thing that they could do for a little bit. I know they did it with the New Day for a little bit. Um, And their matches are pretty damn good, too. Um, with, with with these guys, so I don't see why they can't do a little back and forth for a little bit, and then by Mania you kind of have like a fatal four way tag thing going on, um, between uh Rusev Day, uh Gable and Benjamin, the Usos and New Day. Um, I think that's something that could be possible. Look, I'm up here booking for you, WWE. So, you know, if you need your boy, holler at me. I, you know, these ideas, I just, I just think of them off the fly. You know what I mean? But anyways, um, I don't know. I, 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 I think Gabe and Benjamin are going to walk away with the titles on this one. And I think that they're going to continue on this rivalry until Mania. And more teams will be involved in it. It'll be a, a bigger deal for Mania. Um, we had... Well, what was on the card was Enzo Amore versus Cedric Alexander for the title. But being as though that Enzo has been let go and I have not watched 205 Live because I just don't. I watched it for the first time, I think last week, because Grand Metalik was on it. And I forgot. Oh, he fought TJP. And that was enough for me to watch that. Luckily, it was the beginning of the match. It was the beginning of the show. So I got right to it and I enjoyed it and immediately turned it off. And I'm. Yeah, I just I don't see the point in watching that show anymore, to be honest. Unless Grand Metal League is wrestling. That's the only reason that I really wanted to watch it. So Um, anyways, um, so I just I don't know. I guess I gotta stay tuned, especially by the time this episode comes out, I wouldn't know something by then. But um yeah, I just don't know what they're gonna do in the place of that. I guess they're gonna have like a cruiserweight turn that would be dope if that if if I don't know that by the time it's coming out, that would be dope if they did like a cruiserweight tournament for the belt again. Um, that would be really, really dope. Or I don't know if they had some sort of fatal four way battle royal. I don't know. Something like that. That would be dope for the title. Um, yeah, why not? A royal, do like a, a, a Royal Rumble for the cruiserweight title. That'd be dope for for the Royal Rumble match. That'd be that's something super, super dope. So. Um, other than that, we got uh, NXT that's on Saturday night. A lot of this stuff, I don't, I don't even think I'll be able to watch that right away that night because, you know, it's my girlfriend's birthday, so probably be at dinner or something. Who knows? I'm not watching it. Love you, babe. Anyway, um, we have the NXT card, which I'm pulling up because, I, like I said earlier, I clearly, clearly forgot about that in my uh, pre-production notes. But we have Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas, which is just on the card for now. I think tonight, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, so tonight is the night where Gargano faces the Velveteen Dream. I 
believe for the right to face Andrade Cianam on Saturday night. So I do not know the results as of yet, but I would rather honestly see Velveteen Dream versus Cian Amis for the title. I think everyone has the idea in their head that uh, that Chayampa is going to come back and interrupt and do something to to uh, sabotage Gargano either tonight or Saturday night. Um, I honestly would rather them do something else for the card and add that match to it. So, I don't know. But I think that would be dope if they do that tonight. Um, and then it becomes Gargano versus Ciampa for that. And then the Velveteen Dream faces off against Cian Almas. I think that would be dope. But if I have to go from these two on this card as is, I'm going with Cian Almas keeping the title. I mean, you just put the title on him. You haven't really gotten a chance to really do much with him with the title yet. And I think there's still like room for something to happen with that. So I think they should keep the title on him. There's 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 stuff you can do with him in that title, especially with Selena Vega with him and her shit shit behind. Um, so yeah, I just think there's much you can do with them. You got Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, and uh I believe it was a street fight or something to that extent. Uh, this is a tough one as far as picking-wise because they've been pretty much putting both of these guys over. Um, But I feel like it won't hurt Adam Cole to lose this fight. Um, I don't see... I don't see Aster Black losing right now. Um, I, I don't know what they're building. I know they're building him up for the title at some point, but I just don't... I feel like Adam Cole can take the loss and it won't affect him as much. So I'm going to go with Aster Black for the win on that one. We got Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Undisputed Era, uh, versus Sanity for the NXT titles. This is another one where it's kind of unclear to me. I I mean, Sanity doesn't necessarily need the titles. Um... And Fish and O'Reilly, it kind of makes sense for them to have the title, I guess. I'm going to go with those two to retain. I don't know exactly what they would do with Sanity moving on from this point. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, It's this is a kind of tough one to see, like, what, where things go afterwards. I'm guessing that, I'm guessing that, well, I guess, yeah, because, because Street Profits lost to AOP, so I'm guessing that Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly keep the title, and then they move on to them next. I'm pretty sure that's what happens next. So, um, yeah, I guess that's what will happen next. Um, so I'm going with those two to keep the title. Sanity, I guess, will battle off against someone else or something. And I really feel like they're missing the boat with Sanity, man. Sanity should have, and they're kind of in the, they kind of started getting their push a little bit when a lot of people started coming to NXT. So it's like they should be, they should like literally have all the titles right now and be running a muck in NXT. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. But with, you know, so many big names coming into the fold, it kind of pushes them away from that kind of narrative. Even though I think that's what they should have did me personally. Anyways, we got, um, Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce. Uh, I don't see why Nikki Cross would lose. 
I mean, at, at this point, I mean, Payne Royce is she's dope and all right, beautiful, gorgeous, and all those things like that. But I don't see why she. I don't see what her winning would do for her. I, it's just a match period. Where I don't see where. It, I mean, honestly, either one it doesn't really matter. But I don't see why or how Nikki Cross would lose in that one. Besides Billy Kay interfering in some form or fashion. So my choice for that was going to be Nikki Cross. I just don't see the point. And and yeah, I just don't see the point at losing and her losing. Uh, then we got Ember Moon versus Kari Singh. No, it's not Kari Singh. We have Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. I believe it was. I think from last week's episode, I think Shayna Baszler, Baszler was the one fighting her. So I think it's Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title. And Ember Moon, she's another one. She just got the title. You haven't done a whole lot with her having the title. I don't see the point in her losing right now. Um, So I'm going with Ember Moon. Uh, I recently just got on the Shayna Baszler bandwagon. I'm publicly saying that. How they presented her in NXT has been really, really dope to me. I like it. So I'm getting on the bandwagon early. I'm putting her over early as a lowdown stamp of approval. And I think she's going to do something something really, really dope as a heel in NXT. Um, yeah, as far as this match goes, though, I think she's going to lose. Ember's going to beat her and going to retain the title. And I don't know, they could do something, a little rivalry with her and Kari Shane whenever she comes back into the fold, she be in the fold and they do something like that. But I just don't see Ember losing the title right now. It would be pointless for her to lose the title. It would make no sense to me. So with that being said, you can catch me and the rest of the Matt Madness family at, some of us will be a House of Hardcore. I won't be a House of Hardcore. But majority of the guys will be a House of Hardcore on Friday night. All of us will be at Icons of Wrestling on Saturday. Some of us will may be there Sunday because it's a two-day event this week, this weekend. Uh, majority of us, I believe, will be at Royal Rumble uh, because I purchased a fake ticket off of a scalper. I will not be going, but I will be joining it from the WWE Network. And yeah, man. Uh, also, if you're on the YouTubes, check out my boy, Prepticon Jr. Elroy Prepson on YouTube. He has uh, three vlogs up uh, that are all Matt Madness based on wrestling. Uh, one is the latest one, I believe, him and uh, A-Logo figure shopping here in the land of the lowdown in Delaware. Uh, also, uh, Number two was for the 100th episode, and the first one is from uh, the last time we were at House of Hardcore and Icons of Wrestling. Three great vlogs, great footage. You get to see it inside a scoop of what us Matt Madness guys do when we're at these events and just kind of uh, when we're, you know, out and about having fun looking for figures. Um, also, uh, you can go to whatamaneuver.com, use the uh, promo code MADNESS, save you some bucks. And I'm about to start the process of working on Arte Mania 3, which will more than likely be out in April. Got it came out a little later last year, but I'm about to start that process, ladies and gentlemen. So if you like the the intro music for this show, if you like the intro music for the Matt Madness Weekly Show, I have done both of those. You'll get a little bit more of that in full entirety for this mixtape that I will be doing called Arte Mini Three. And I think that's all I have to say, folks, for this episode. 
If you don't see me on Sunday on the Twitters or Instagram, you can hit me up at HeyArte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E. Send your boy a good old birthday shout out. I would greatly appreciate it. And yes, I will respond to everyone to say thank you because I just feel like, why not? It's the polite thing to do. Um, And yeah, wish my girlfriend a happy birthday the day beforehand. And everyone have a wonderful lowdown day on Sunday. And I probably will be back next week with covering the, um, the post stuff. Who knows? The lowdown does what he wants. See you guys next time for another episode of The Perfect. If you hear me, yeah, I'm just making it clear. You need a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle but has a twist. Just to hear one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one and they know the fake from the real ones you hear that guitar riff they switch up the stance quick they think we want hollywood you can't understand it you see who i stand with my team is outstanding we came with a plan but see your plans with you handed you hear that guitar riff they switch up the stance quick they think we want hollywood you can't understand it you see who i stand with my team is outstanding we came with a plan but see your plans with you handed Thank you.